I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Springer, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. Happy New Year to all of our seekers, and personally, I am glad to see the end of the last two years of this matrix simulation coronavirus shit show we have been calling life. It's been <laughs> awful for us. It's been awful for everyone. But I have heard there are some interesting plot twists in store for season three coming up in 2022. Just a rumor, but I hear that this season, Fauci travels to China in search of someone to blame for his own creation of the pandemic. But before he finds someone, he falls in love with a 10-year-old little Asian boy. And of course, of course, <laughs> it gets better. This is, it's going to be a good season. Of course, they declare publicly their love for each other. And shortly thereafter, God finally steps in and says, enough of this fucking guy. And Fauci becomes... <laughs> Fauci becomes very ill with what we later discover is a brand new variant of the virus called Coronades. And it turns out this new variant is so strong. Coronades is so strong, it overpowers all the other variants and only affects the gays going forward. So the Uh, world is finally cured, except for the gays. (laughs) And it's all because of Fauci's pedophilia problem and lots and lots of butt love. So who says the gays can't be useful? Happy New Year, everybody. It's going to be, it's going to be a great one. Now. Whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks. Premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now. 
with all that business out of the way. Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio. We got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting Calbear Hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Solstice Lager from Stella Artois Brewery <laughs> okay. in Belgium. Uh, two out of five stars, not a great mm. beer on this New Year's, but it does remind me of why we do celebrate New Year's, which it is the winter solstice, and that, of course, is the darkest night of the year and makes for the cleanest moon, which is why we carry on the pagan tradition of New Year's resolutions, because it's a fresh start, buddy, and I got to tell you, I've got a couple New Year's resolutions right now I'll go ahead and share with everybody. Uh, Number one is not to give my time to people who do not want to be helped, mostly liberals. And number two, don't ever follow you on division winners when you're going against eventual Hall of Fame quarterbacks because you stink at it. Yeah, that's fair. Is that more or is that it? No, that was it. Oh, so your your final New Year's resolution was take a shot at old Longhorn? All right. Yeah. That's good to to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right boys and girls we're gonna get the podcast we're going to the good the bad and the are you fucking kidding me we're gonna go over every and i do mean every fucking nfl game because they're all in the air tonight oh, baby Jesus. and we're giving out free picks to get you paid of course of course but first we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Amahore.com. Are you single and desperate? Do you want a woman to tell you that you're handsome and that she doesn't care that you earn less than 30 k a year and smell like recycled newspaper that was used to pick up dog shit? Well, then we have an exciting and hassle-free service to tell you about. It's Amahore.com. Amahore.com is a revolutionary new service for single men like you to order an escort of your choosing anytime you want. And with Amahore's smart web technology, their website will learn what type of girl you like and make suggestions based on your preferences. Whether you like big tits, fat asses, ebony ladies, that's kind of redundant, big thighs, small necks, big mouths, I mean like fucking Julia Roberts big, extra large fupas, gross! Just tell Alexa what kind of girl you want and Amahore.com will deliver your whore du jour within two days with your Amahore Prime membership. Amahore.com also boasts the best return policy in the industry. They honor all returns with free return shipping except for girls with herpes, syphilis, the AIDS, crabs, fucking chlamydia, genital warts, scabies, or gonorrhea. Just visit Amahore.com and enter our code word GloryHole for 10% off your first strumpet fucking experience. That's Amahore.com code word GloryHole for 10% off that paid for vagina. One more time, Amahore.com code word glory hole holy shit longhorn uh, that amahore is a hell of a product and talk about uh new year's resolutions <laughs> i guess i gotta add one to the list you know you really gotta go through the uh details and descriptions when ordering from this company because if you don't you're in for some surprises i will say that so definitely be i guess being more detail oriented would be another New Year's resolution of mine. You know, when when picking out a whore from online, and definitely that. Yeah, and if and if the simulation rumors are true, then you know, when you do get that whore, stay out of the butthole. Stay out of <laughs> You don't want to go there, man. And now it's time 
for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, as always, we start with the good, and the good last week was fucking us, baby! Fine. Up two units, four and one in the super contest. Mm. Bad streaks come and go, but god damn it, FGH always is here to prevail in the end. Yeah, that was that was nice to get, and let's 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 keep it going. Let's just keep this going through the Super Bowl. Let's keep it rolling, baby. But we gotta tell ourselves right now it's the bad, and the bad. Now, let's just stay with this theme. Longhorn, it's you. You told us the Chargers were going to win the division, which was bold. But I'm not killing you about that. I'm not going to do it. That was a bold pick. What I'm killing you for, what's bad, is the fact that the team that you said that would win 12 games lost to the goddamn Texans, who were missing one, two, three, four, all five of their starting offensive linemen. There were 14-point home dogs (laughs) And they lost to him, costing us our goddamn season under on the Texans, who remain one of the worst teams in our power ranking and will probably be, at the end of the day, the only team with a negative ranking to beat us. Fuck you. Fuck your boy Herbert. You both fucking suck. And you go straight to hell. Yeah, I can't exp- I mean, look, I already jumped ship off the Chargers a few weeks back. Uh... Yeah, that's uh, that's a hard one to explain. I think Herbert threw for like 350 yards. I mean, it's, I don't I look. The coach and his anybody can run and we don't care. He might want to rethink that in the offseason cuz Rex Burkhead just went for like a buck 50 <laughs> on you with backup offensive alignment. So I think, you know, I'm not a coach, but I think maybe reevaluate that system. Speaking of reevaluating, it's time for this week's Are You Fucking Kidding Me? And for that, this week, it's fucking COVID. Alright, this thing has become a goddamn joke. And the bigger joke is that the Colin Cowherds of the world, who, by the way, on air, on national fucking television, called Kirk Cousins a child for not getting vaccinated. And yet, last year, the NFL had 246 players hit the COVID list for the entire season before we had a quote-unquote vaccination. And in December this year alone, we had over 400 after 95% of the league has been quote-unquote vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So fuck you, Colin Cowherd. Fuck you, Fauci. Fuck you, every stupid-ass media member who blamed the spread of COVID on all the dumbass Trumpsters from the South. The fact of the matter is, there is no fucking vaccination from COVID. If there was, then it wouldn't be spreading. I mean, if you'd been vaccinated from smallpox and then gotten smallpox, but then they said, hey, if you get the booster, surely you won't get smallpox again. And then you got smallpox again. And then the government said, well, I mean, surely one more booster and you won't get smallpox again. I mean, at what fucking point does common sense kick in? And do we all just stand up and say, fuck you, Joe Biden? 
you don't have a fucking answer. And the best part is, literally, this week, he said he didn't have an answer. He said it's now the state's problem. After a goddamn year of saying nothing but, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. Wake the fuck up, all of you goddamn sheep. Yeah. Yes. It's so I can't tell you how happy it is to hear. I mean, I've been screaming this for like two years now. But yeah, it's getting to the point now where it's even driving everybody crazy and we're all done with it it's a bunch of hypocrisy so you know it's uh you know what did colin cowherd when he called out uh um cousins did he call out lamar at the same time i can't remember did he do that no he called lamar the king of the north oh. king of the north yeah i stopped i stopped listening because i can't take his hypocrisy anymore but yeah, that's right. He called out the safe white quarterback because he won't get in trouble and skip the black quarterback. That's right. I do remember now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's happening. Stay f***ing What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Alright boys and girls, time you all been waiting for. We got 16 motherfucking games to get to in the air tonight, so let's not fuck around. We're going to Indianapolis. We're starting with those Colts. Seven point home favorites to our Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Colts do have a playoff scenario. I'm pulling it up right the second. Alright, the Colts can get in uh, no, sorry. The Colts are at everybody else's mercy. So they, oh, no, sorry, here he goes. If they win, they're in. Win and they're in. Or a bunch of other bullshit that doesn't matter. But if they win, they're in. Colts seven-point home favorites versus our Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, this is pretty much the uh, let's go Brandon game of the week. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's gone from seven and a half back down to one and a half when it was you know the COVID hit the quarterback and then now it's back up to seven and a half. So obviously, <clears throat> the NFL is uh, loosening those rules because you know they don't want to um, have their product go into the dumpster like like everything else. So they've loosened up those rules. Thank God. I don't have a lot in this game. I, uh, this is one of my favorite teaser plays. We'll get into that later when we get to the best bets. Um, <clears throat> I like Indy down to one and a half, you know, the fact that they do need this game to, and it will clinch that playoff spot. That's, that's a lot of motivation, but seven and a half, it's a tricky number. You know, Vegas is Vegas is feisty. They're not a good team, but for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're overperforming what they should be They're I think they're sitting at what, uh, I don't have pulled up. What are they at? Seven wins right now? Is that what they're at? Uh, eight. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're, they're just a feisty team. So I'd rather tease Indy down, just get that win and uh, and get out of there. But, you know, I will say it's it's going to be interesting to see interesting to see what happens in the playoffs with all the COVID, you know, like how, how the NFL plays this. They can't just let it disappear. It's not like no one's going to buy that all these cases just completely disappear. So I know the five-day rule thing is going to give them some wiggle rooms, but it is going to be really interesting to see how they play this going forward into the playoffs. So, but yeah, I like I like Indy on a tease down. Yeah, the numbers are split on this one. Uh, obviously, max motivations both teams. Indy wins. They're in Vegas. Wins. They keep their hopes alive because they do play the Chargers, who they are literally one slot behind. They're tenth right now in the playoff rankings. Chargers are ninth. They play them week 18. So Vegas wins this game, and they I don't they still probably need a little bit of help to get in, but at least they keep their hopes alive. They're very, very slim hope alive to get in. Um, you know, Derek Carr's having a hell of a year, man. He's having a hell of a year, and yeah. he's really been the only thing keeping this shit bucket afloat. I did see, though, that uh, who's their best defensive end? Max Crosby. Yeah, <laughs> he hit he hit the list today. Uh oh. So, a little bit, little bit of trouble in China for them. That's why I think this line got back up to six and a half, which I think is right about fair. Uh, our power rankings put it right at you know six and a half, six, something like that. So you're getting a little bit of value on Vegas at seven, but not enough to tilt the numbers all in one direction. But I think that's because you're getting now the COVID uh, hitting Vegas a little bit. So not yeah, not something I'm I'm itching to bet. Either way. Yeah, me neither. Me neither at that full number. But look for Derek Carr next year if he's a possible open market new quarterback. Like, like just interesting. He's he's number eleven PFF right behind or right ahead of Stafford. You know, right behind Dak Prescott and you know all the all the usual candidates. So another good year for him. Yeah, I think he'd look good in a Denver uh, orange. That's what I he think. Would. Yeah. All right, moving on though, Chicago Bears. They're hosting the New York football giants in the Who Gives a Fuck Bowl and Chicago's six-point home favorites. Don't you steal my thunder. This is the Hello Corner <laughs> TV game. The Giants have been averaging 12 points a game since Danny Dimes went out. Is that uh, good, though? That is good enough for last, I'm assuming. I don't have that factually pulled up, but I'm assuming that's dead ass last um <laughs> who is starting at quarterback bocevas for chicago uh i mean with this number and all the news it's got to be Foles. six points that i mean ah it was a trick question nobody cares it doesn't matter <laughs> no in all seriousness I'll, if Foles is in i will lean to chicago here um but be careful this is a buyer beware game there are some heavy heavy uh, lots of cash coming in on the Giants. or some heavy syndicates coming in on the Giants in this game. I don't know why. Can't explain it. But uh, be careful. Just be careful if you, if you like if you like the Giants. Yeah, to that point, uh, at FanDuel, it's down to five and a half. Just moved that. My screen just moved right this second. So They're, they're on the Giants. The, the, the pros are on the Giants. Well, um, I couldn't tell you why. Uh, <laughs> Me the, neither. The flip-flop factor is in the favor of the Giants. Um, they did not cover last week. The Bears did cover last week. So, you do have that. Other than that, you know, the Giants aren't a very good football team at all. The Bears are decent on defense and, you know, not very good on offense. This total is 37. 
which is fucking gross. Um, there are college football teams that have, have team totals of more than 37 this week in bowl games. So, I mean, that's probably why just the value of six, or well, not six anymore, but the value of six when it was at six with the score, with the total that's, that It's low. still consensus six, so FanDuel must have got hit pretty heavy with some money because they're the only ones at five and a half. But everybody else is still at six, so. But if that number keeps trending down, I mean, if if it can get off a dead number, you know, I I it's really not, I, I like Chicago. It won't go that low, and I I don't really like going against some of the biggest money moves in the market. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, without knowing what's what's going on there, I, I would lean Chicago too. All right. Uh, Let's see. Oh, no playoff implications in this game. No playoff implications. Shocker. Yeah. Hit both of these teams on our season total under, so. All right. Cha-ching, cha-ching. All right, moving on to those New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. And they're hosting the world champion Tom Brady Buccaneers. And they're mm-hmm. 13-and-a-half-point home dogs. And I, I mean, I don't have any of the any of that stuff pulled up, but I'm it's – how I understand it is if the Jets went out there in the playoffs, is that is that how that works? That's not what my screen reads. <laughs> it's not what my screen reads. Oh, sorry. I got that wrong. I, it's, I apologize. This is obviously a very disgusting game, but I did hear today that Mike Evans is now possibly out for Tampa, which, you know, brings their uh, – they're they're just they're limping into the this playoff. So are they a team that I think is going to push for margin here? Uh, you know, I I'm a lean to the massive home dog here. Bottom line, um, you know, the coach is, has already well actually is the coach back now since the new rule with the NFL. Nah, because he's old. Yeah, they're saying fuck it. You can just sit this one out, buddy. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, look, huge home dog, lack of weapons, lack of you know, desire to cover that margin. I know it's gross and no, I know most people won't want to, won't want to touch this game, but yeah, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on the jets here. Yeah. I mean, there's just no real other way to look at it. I mean, you've got, you know, Tampa Bay, that's a shell of itself right now going into a jets team that, you know, yeah, they're not a very, they're not a good football team. Shocker. Uh, but they're still young. They've got a brand new head coach. They got a brand new quarterback. They got everything out there to play for. Everything out there in front of them uh, to go out there and try. I mean, this is this is their Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl. They don't give a shit that Tampa's injured. They don't give a shit that Tampa's pretty much stuck in their seating position. They don't care. So they're going to go out and give max motivation, max effort. And if they don't, then you got to have some real questions about Sala. Uh, now you know they could give max effort and still maybe not cover this number, and that's all fine and fair. But if they don't give max effort, if this is, if this isn't a football game in the fourth quarter, without like you know Zach Wilson turning the ball over four times, then you really got to start questioning Saul as a head coach, in my opinion. And is there any way that that Tom Brady and Tampa can get the top seed, or is that I mean that's pretty much almost a zero chance, right? It they're they're sucking serious hind tit. I think they they have to win out, and Green Bay and Dallas have to lose out. I mean, you gotta to wonder. You gotta wonder if they'll even like. I know Tom plays every game and likes to play every snap, but you just got to wonder with a lack of weapons, do they just fuck say fuck it in this game and just and just you know punt? And I mean, they, honestly, if you're if you like building long shot round robins or long shot money line parlays, 
this isn't a the Jets are not a bad team to throw in there because they're going to be like plus what four or five hundred, and, and you know there are some situations if they just come out balling and, and bust up Brady a couple times, I mean they might just pull them and say fuck this let's 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 play for next week let's play for the playoffs and and not risk getting our franchise killed here. And at one of the sharpest books in town in Circa, it's down to 12 and a half. So, obviously, they've taken some huge Jets money uh, yeah. to be pushing that line down. It's trending down to 13 in a couple different places. So, uh, if you like the Jets, you better snag them now because that 13 and a half is not hanging around for very much longer. Yeah. All right, moving on. Those Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. They are 14 and a half point home dogs. Or, sorry, excuse me. Home favorites mm-hmm. over the Atlanta Falcons. And let me pull up their uh, playoff scenario. So I don't think that they cannot clinch the division this week. So they clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Baltimore loss or a tie, or with a win and a Chargers loss or tie, or a Miami loss or tie. Lot, there's nine different scenarios. I'm not going through all this bullshit. So right. they get. They got. They know they got to win to get in the playoffs, and they need a little help at this moment. They're not going to need help in the end, but you know they know that they need to go win this football game. Obviously, in an obvious game that they should win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've gone back and forth on this game honestly, which you know when that happens, that tells me to kind of stay away from it. Um, at first, I leaned Atlanta. It's just a huge fucking number. That that's a massive number. But on the other side. Buffalo, they beat up the shitty teams. Atlanta, they fucking suck against the good teams. So that kind of pushes me off. Uh, I do think, I mean, it's clear. It's clear this line is inflated. It's, it's This is an inflated line. It should not be this high. Buffalo looked decent, looked really good, actually, last week against New England. Um, and, we, you know, we know Atlanta, you know, that they, they are what they are. But you, that you are getting value with this line. So I can't blame anybody if they like Atlanta and these points here. Uh, but, you know, this late in the season, I just can't see Atlanta going up there and putting much putting up much of a fight. Uh, the, the weather in this in this game, it's going to be a high of 29, 20 mile per hour winds and 60 percent chance, 60% chance of snow. So, you know, I mean, but then again, I'm kind of talking myself because like if there is all those high winds and snow, Atlanta's a better running team than Buffalo. So, it, bottom line, I'm completely torn on this game. Completely out. If I was gun to head forced, I guess I would wait until right before kickoff, see what the weather is actually doing, and then if it is really, really bad weather, I'd probably lean to the 14 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I'm leaning. I'm leaning to Buffalo here. Um, so, the our main algorithms all agree in Atlanta. Of course, this number, like you said, is hugely inflated. Of course, it's going to be, but our favorite cut-through algorithm is on Buffalo. Full disagreement with the rest of them, which so far this year, that's it's 25 and 12 when that algorithm does that, ATS. So hitting at a very, very good clip there. Let's just uh, win all those. Yeah, and it's leaning Buffalo to one of the heaviest uh, deltas in the entire week <clears throat> on the slate. So, I mean, the bottom line is Atlanta Atlanta has gotten lucky to win as many games as they have. Atlanta is a fucking terrible football team. And, you know, other than Patterson and Pitts, who's quietly having a fantastic rookie year, like actually yeah. one of the best rookie years 
of any tight end of all fucking time. Nobody knows it because, you know, his team fucking sucks. And it's a tight end. Yeah, and he doesn't matter because he's a tight end. That's why you don't draft tight ends in the top ten. But whatever, that's what you do when you're a shitty fucking franchise like Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't see how Atlanta scores any points. So what you, Okay, so if you wake up on Sunday morning from your drunken stupor on Saturday night, what and you see snow and high winds, which we know the high winds is what is what affects the scoring, that's, I mean, you, you still lay in 14 and a half? Yeah, I'll take the – Atlanta will not score a point. They won't score a point. What? They're, they have one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL by DVOA – Buffalo is now number two DVOA on defense. Yeah, I'll take the better defense in shitty fucking weather, and I'll take the kid that can actually throw a fucking football in any weather. Now, mm-hmm. whether if the wind if the wind's blowing so bad his receivers can't catch it, that's one thing I guess. But other yeah, than that, I mean, be, it's not going to be that Ryan, New England game. Yeah, and if it's not going to be that, then yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the bigger, stronger, tougher kid with a big arm <clears> over <throat> the fucking dumb quarterback that. I mean, he's not going to go up. He, Matt Ryan is as tough as fucking Manila fucking paper. He ain't going up there to fucking tough out a fucking game in the snow. That ain't going to fucking He played happen. at Boston College, sir. That, that, I mean, that was like two decades ago, but he did play at Boston College. <laughs> yeah, well, no, fortunately for those kids in uh, college, they get done playing in, uh, I don't know, late October. So there's not usually a lot of weather. You know, unless I forgot all those Boston College national championship games he was playing in January. Oh wait, that never fucking happened. So yeah, yeah that's no. Atlanta, that's where the Matty Ice came from. Is is all his? You know, is that what? It, yeah, Atlanta's thirty yeah. first in DVO. They're they're barely above the Jets. That's the only team yeah, they're better yeah, yeah. than. Yeah, I can't I can't make a good argument against you. It's just you know it it does worry me with the weather. Yeah, I'm not itching to lay fourteen and a half points, but if I had to play <laughs> it, I'm I'm laying the points. Fuck it. All right, <clears throat> all right. Moving on to those Dallas Cowboys. And this is absolutely the fucking game of the weekend. They are hosting the Midget Shuffle, who is still scuffling, baby. And they are six-point home favorites. Uh, Well, you, I don't want to disappoint, but I don't think this is going to be the game of the weekend. I think this one's going to get ugly. I think Dallas is going to – I just think it's two teams going in two different directions and two teams health-wise going in two different directions also – uh, Dallas is 12 and 3 ATS this season. I do not want to get in front of that freight train anymore. I have touched that hot stove enough this year to learn that it is fucking hot and I don't want to do it anymore. Um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, what'd you say the line was at? Remind me. Six points. <clears throat> okay. So, all right. Well, now it's getting to the point where I can't, I can't blame someone for starting to look towards Arizona because that's starting to get up to those key numbers six six and a half seven uh, but you know at the time I wrote this handicap it was not touching six yet so I had a heavy lean on Dallas um, you know I just don't like we, we all we talk about every year the fade with 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 um, coach bro and it's it is a real thing it's, it's even when we thought this year it wouldn't happen it still is Injuries have, have set in, so, you know. Dallas on a teaser scares me, it, even though it's at the per, it's at the perfect teaser part or place now. Um, but, like you said, Arizona has some – they're still a good team. So, I actually don't like Dallas on a teaser. So, 
you know, if you like if you like Arizona, I would just take the six points if you can get at that or anything better. If you like Dallas, just take them minus six or whatever you can get it at because they're either going to really handle this team or they're going to Dallas it up and Arizona's going to have a chance to win. But, yeah, I, I got to lean to Dallas here. What, what do the computers say? Uh, the computers and I are against you on the – well, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. The computers might not be. Let me back that up. They almost uh, certainly will be. So, they are against you on agreement. On the last algorithm of the favorite, it's a zero-point delta at that number. So, hmm. um, here's why I'm leaning to Arizona. It's just, this is these. This is too many points. You got narratives building. You have two teams, like you said, going in opposite directions, which, you know, we see that from time to time in the NFL. This is not the time of the year you want to be going the opposite direction. Unfortunately... For Coach Bro, this is what he just fucking does. Uh, but yeah, Arizona's down a full point and a half over the last six weeks in our power ratings. We've been telling you for weeks they're sliding, sliding, sliding. And we've been fading them and making some money off of them. Uh, Dallas is actually flat over the last six weeks. Even though they dipped a full point, they have gained it back during that time. So they're now back to even. They did have that lull in the middle of the season. Took them down a little bit. So... That means that Dallas is back to their highest ranking that we've had them at all year. And quite frankly, it's the highest ranking that we've had them at since the last time they won the division. Shocker, they won the fucking division again this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, this is just too many points for me. Arizona is only a point worse than Dallas in our power rankings. Dallas defense, now number one in DVOA, is mostly fueled by the insane amount of turnovers they've had. Uh, And that... Dallas is averaging 2.2 turnovers per game. That's not sustainable over a long enough timeline. But the question is, how long is the fucking timeline, right? It's is, been that a, it's been, is that the net or is that just what they're getting? That's just their takeaways. Oh, okay. 2.2 takeaways per league, number one by a mile in the NFL. 2.2 takeaways per game. It's fucking unbelievable. But, again, we've seen 15 games now, so... The timeline's getting pretty fucking long. Now, where Dallas does have a big advantage in this game is in offense. They're number eight, DVOA. Arizona slipped all the way to 16th, trending down yet again because Coach Bro is obviously a genius, people. He's a genius, right? What's up, bro? Uh, But, however, the reason why Dallas is only one point better, even given that disparity, is because they've only beat one team that's currently in the playoffs, and that's the Pats. They've lost to the Bucks and they've lost to Kansas City, who are in the playoffs. Now, there are other wins and losses of teams that may be in the playoffs, but right now, those are the people that are definitely in or out of the, or in the playoffs. Arizona has beaten the Rams and the Titans. They have lost to the Packers. Again, wins and losses against teams that are pending on both sides, but overall, those are the teams that they've beaten who are in the playoffs and the team they've lost to that's in the playoffs. So... They're ba- this is basically they're basically the same team. Like I said, they're about one point apart because Dallas does have the edge on offense. But this is a huge measuring stick for both teams. You know, Arizona. You know, I'll say slightly more motivation. You know, because they can still have a chance to win the division. This division still up. Dallas, you know, is already uh, won their division. They're grasping at straws for the number one seed. They really need Green Bay to lose uh, out and. With their division already locked up, you got the flip-flop trend in full effect here. Dallas covered, Arizona didn't. Uh, 
Yeah, man, I I really think Arizona just wins this football game, honestly. I think they Ooh. find a way to win the game. And this is the game that historically Dallas finds a way to lose. Right? Yeah. Even when they're good football teams, this is what they do. And, and Dallas is a very good football team. But, like you said, Arizona is a good football team, too. I know they're trending down. They're still a good football team. And that defense is still top ten. I think they're number eight DVOA in defense. So they're no slouch on that side of the ball. Uh, I think yeah, Connor's well, – is Connor's playing or no? Connor is playing, last I heard. Okay, so – But, yeah, I mean, hold, hold on, let me let me push back on that. Like, yeah, there's, they still might be ranked a good team because they were so high. But if you – I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see the splits on that because I don't know if they're a good team anymore. Like, with the injuries and everything that's happened, like – I mean, we'll see. This is a measuring stick game, but – uh, oh man, like I don't know that they're a good team. They might be an an average team, and actually, even with how good they started, you know, on the PFF rankings overall, the overall rankings, they're 18, so they're below average overall. Even after starting as good as they were, I, I think I remember five or six weeks ago they were one or two on PFF and overall rankings, but right now Dallas is two in overall PFF rankings. Uh, so I don't know that they're still a good team anymore. We'll find out Sunday for sure. You know, this is a good measuring stick game, but oof. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I mean, they were is about seven weeks ago. They were the highest they were in our power rankings, which was at that time the best team in the NFL. Yeah, when they were really fucking when they were undefeated and rolling. Uh, to your point, so they've lost about three points since then. But is there any way for you to is, is on the fly? Is there a way for you to see from seven weeks ago till now what they're like from then until now what their ranking would be? Or would you need time for that? Yeah, probably because I mean, from nine weeks ago from their highest to lose three points. I thought you said seven weeks. No, they were they were at their highest in week eight, so eight weeks ago, week whatever. Eight? Okay. Going into yeah, the ninth so, week. So basically first half and second half of the season, I'd love to see their second half splits because I bet it is fucking one of the I bet it's around twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, but you gotta, gotta remember, you know, Kyler was out some of those games and I know they did win some of those games, but they didn't they didn't play well. Um they lost a lot of their offensive efficiency well. during that. What? He's still not he's not playing well still. Yeah, no, but I'm saying as a team, they didn't play well on offense. Uh, but their defense has still carried them through to win some of those games. And, you know, like I said, this is going to be max motivation for them. They still have a chance to win that division. And this is a this has got to be a measuring stick team. Like I said, for both for both teams, mm-hmm. I, I just think Arizona goes. Historically, it just tells me Arizona goes and wins this game. Dallas could totally prove me wrong because, I mean, other than last week against Washington, which that was a fucking just – absolute ass-raping debacle, Dak has still not played a good game since Atlanta. So Atlanta and Washington are his only two good football games that I can remember, I don't know, in the last 12 weeks of football. Like, he hasn't played. He played, and that's against two of the worst defenses in the entire NFL. And again, they've only beaten one playoff team that's currently in the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see. That's fair. Yeah, we will. All right, going to move on to the New Orleans Saints. And they are hosting those Carolina Panthers and their six-and-a-half-point <laughs> home favorites. 
Yeah, this is uh I've got I've got a Hello Second Corner TV. You're going to need two corners this weekend, buddy. Uh oh my god. Seriously, I should I should punch you in the dick for even making me have to do any work on this game at all. Uh from what I hear, Taysom Hill should be starting for New Orleans. Uh, oh, well, thank God. Well, I mean, you say that, but I mean, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, would you rather have Taysom Hill, which is which is the way he's played in a short sample is kind of like the way Lamar's played uh, this year, which isn't great, but is it better than fucking um, Ian? Uh, what was his name? Ian, Ian Book. Ian Book. I mean, yeah, it's better than fucking Ian Book. So, so it, it's at least that. Um, but Carolina's going to be one dimen- one dimension on this game because they will not be able to run against the the best rush defense in the league for New Orleans. And when you have Sam Darnold starting for Carolina, and he's going to be one-dimensional all day long, this is a smash spot for New Orleans versus a Carolina team that's already quit. The, the coach has been exposed a little bit. They're in complete turmoil. So, yeah, I've already spent way too much time on a game I don't give two shits about. Lean in New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know why you're mad at me for this. should be one of our best bets of the fucking week. Uh Carolina was yeah. eliminated last week from the fucking playoffs. Their dreams are crushed. It's over. They're going back to fucking Sam Darnold. Um, is Cam still back, or how does that work now? I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, he's back to the bench. Does yeah. does, does Sam run up and go? I'm back. Does he <laughs> no. do that now? No, no, because he because he's not even... going to because he's not going to fucking he's not going to score the ball. Look, I have New, never New heard Orleans, him talk. I've, I don't even know what his voice sounds like. Uh, yeah, you haven't either. I think I vaguely remember. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you. Obviously, Taysom Hill sucks, but Ian Book was he's, he's just not a starting NFL quarterback. I mean, the dude was four string. That was that was a debacle, and I still had to turn that game off at halftime because I couldn't watch anymore because we had it. We had Miami. Uh, I think live we had a minus three on the contest. We had them like plus three. And I was so frustrated just watching Miami and Tua just fucking puke on his shoes. I was like, I texted you. I was like, done watching. Fucking, you know, Miami's defense better just win this game for us. Fuck this shit. And I didn't miss much. I think Miami scored like one more touchdown, 20 to 10, whatever the fucking final was. But New Orleans defense is absolutely fucking legit. They're absolutely just badasses that fly around. Cameron Jordan, I did not realize that Cameron Jordan was going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know how that I've missed it, but the dude is going to be a fucking Hall of Famer, and I've just totally, I mean, I've always known he was a good player. I didn't know he was a fucking Hall of Fame generational player. Holy shit. Out of out of the University of Cal, long, long time ago, like probably like 10, 12 years ago now, um, I will say this. Uh, yeah, I've got no problem making this one of our best bets. I, I, I kind of love that a lot. Um, Taysom Hill, 71.7 PFF, above Lamar Jackson this year at a 70.3. Above, above Russell Wilson, above Baker, of course. I mean, just in a, in, in a short sample, if he's playing, I think we're going to be all over New Orleans. Well, obviously, everybody at PFF is racist, and I will not allow you to reference them ever again on this podcast. Son well, he's bitch. he's under Jameis and under Teddy, so you know it's. Oh, okay. I should have mentioned. I, I should have balanced it out with some of the black quarterbacks. You sh- fucking should have. But anyway, uh, New Orleans is actually still alive for the playoffs somehow, some way. Oh, they ain't gonna motivation. fucking make it. But 
they, they, they at least they're still alive. They're gonna. What's keep the fighting. line? What's the line in this one? Uh, it was six. Let me go back down here. Six. Six yeah. and a half. Oh my god! Yeah, we just talked ourselves into a best bet. Yep. Go Nolans. All right, moving on to those Washington barely football people. They're home. They're dogs. The goddamn Philadelphia Eagles, three and a half points. Yeah, uh, I, people make they can get mad at me. They can they can send in their emails all they want, but I am on Washington here. <laughs> I, I actually really like them here for all the obvious reasons. What we've done for years and years and years. They are coming off an embarrassing ass whipping. Was uh, it was it embarrassing to it was put a little up embarrassing. fifty and it was points? The Cowboys, so that's a national spotlight game, um, and that you know, look, they've got several several key players coming back this week from COVID, um, and, and the fact that they have a young defense who literally were getting in fights on the sidelines. That's I, I'm going to view that as a good thing, you know. Like they're they're technically still alive, and you you can get into that a little bit um, when I throw it to you. But I think technically they're still alive. They're fighting on the sideline because they actually care. Like you know, they 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 want to be a good team. And those two young players they got in fights, they're playing for contracts still. So a lot of these young defensive players, they're playing to put good tape, uh, good tape out there so they can get their they can get their big payday. So there's not going to be any any quit here. They're not going to quit. And Philly, uh, Philly, they're obviously the better team. Clearly, we know that. Um, but I don't think it's by a huge margin. Um, they're not exactly world beaters. They lost to the Giants earlier this year. They were tied with the Giants last week at halftime, three to three. Um, so yeah, let's you know, look, I'm on Washington. It's not going to surprise me at all if they win this game. I, I'm not going to hit the sounder because, well, I don't know. I probably should hit the sounder, but. I'm I'm just gonna lean to, to Washington and a three and a half and um, you know talk me out of it if you can. I'll talk you out of it. <clears throat> no, you won't, but you can try. Uh, the numbers are split on this game, so I think I said it's been about six weeks ago now that Philly, when they had a losing record, I said, hey, guess what? Philly's really good in our power rankings actually, and they're gonna go to the playoffs. And Philly is really good at our power rankings, and they're going to go to the playoffs. They're the seventh. They're the last wild card spot right now. I mean, obviously, max motivation for them. They've got a win to stay in. There is no clinching for them this week. They just Actually, no, I'm sorry, there is. They If they win and Minnesota loses, which we'll get they to that in a minute. Minnesota. They played before huh? Minnesota, though. What? Don't they play b- before Minnesota? Yeah, but I'm saying we'll, we'll get to the likelihood of Minnesota losing in a minute or in a while. But, yeah, if they win and Minnesota loses, they're in the playoffs. Well, guess what's going to happen? They're going to win, and Minnesota's going to lose, and they're going to go to the playoffs just like I said they were going to do when they had a losing fucking record because numbers don't fucking lie, baby. And when you start piling shit up like they've done, they're surprisingly, surprisingly, by our power ratings, you know, a lot better than their record, and it's all because they have they have switched to the formula that made Baltimore and Lamar so successful, which is just be all in when you have a running quarterback. And when you do that, and he can make a few throws here and there, and he's elite at running the ball, which Jalen Hurts is elite at running the ball. Uh, he's actually putting up 
numbers. I, last time I looked, they were right in comparison with Lamar's MVP season as far as efficiency, usage rate, all those things. Like he is, he. I mean, he's been unbelievable in that aspect. Now, do I believe him long term as a quarterback? Nope, sure don't. But for this season and for what they're doing right now, man, they're killing it. Uh, Washington giving up that embarrassing performance. You know, players are fighting on the sideline, and you could think that they were fighting because they care, but I actually got the audio of that, uh, what they were fighting about, and it was, quote, was, um, I think it was Payne and um, Allen, right? Payne and Allen. Jonathan Allen, yeah. Two best defensive linemen that got into the fight, and Allen, it started with Allen said, hey, man, I'm playing like shit because I told you we shouldn't have no Taco Bell before the fucking game. And Deron Payne got up and put his fingers in his face and said, Motherfucker, nobody told you to put the goddamn fire sauce on your tacos. And that was it. Like, he put his finger in his face, and that was the end of the fucking conversation. So, that's when the fight broke out. That's when Allen threw a punch. And I think he went and shit his pants after that. As the whole fucking football team shit all over themselves on the fucking field. If they've got any guts at all, if they've got any fucking balls at all, if they got any fucking want to, or if they give a shit about this coach or the coaching staff, they will come out and fight this game, and I fully expect them to come out and fight this game. So I'm not all out on your pick as far as with the points, but if Philadelphia starts to dominate against the run, or dominate running the ball, which you can absolutely do against this Reds, uh, against the football team's defense, um, and if fucking Heineken goes out there and skunks it up like he did against, I mean, even I know he was under pressure all day, but even when he wasn't. It's just one of those games where, like, oh, this is why he wasn't drafted. You, I see clearly now why he wasn't drafted. He fucking sucks. So they are. They Philly is missing Sanders in this game. Um, I mean, that's their that's their best running back threat. I mean, I I don't have much pushback against any of that. I mean, I'm, yes, they can they can clearly go out and dominate this game, but um, I don't know. And if you want to look a, at if you want to look at the history of the football team. Uh, in home games, at FedEx Field, that fucking shithole, literal shithole, it leaks sewage. Since 1997, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's quite a few years now. Been a little bit. Yeah, coming up on 25. My math is right. ATS, ATS. So I know that I know we all know the football team's been a shitty team for 30 years, but this is against the spread, right? So yeah, they're gonna lose more <laughs> than they win. You know, straight up, sure. But against the spread, 83, 112, and 8. 42% of the time, they cover at home all scenarios, all time frames, all opponents, division, non-division, whatever, every fucking game since 1997, since they moved in that shithole stadium, 42% of the time, they cover. They Let's cover. Let's skins of red. It's time to turn that around. Yeah, you know, they only, what do they need to win? Uh, the next uh, 17, 29 in a row to get to yeah. 500? Yeah, it's you got to start with one, Bo Sebas. You, you start with one. <laughs> you do and, have to start you, with one. You can't, you can't do all 29 at once, so. You are right about that. I didn't even get, what did the numbers say? I didn't even get into that. Um, just real quick, and then we'll move on. I'm not going to pound the table for Washington, but I don't want us taking Philly. The numbers are split. I think I did say the numbers are split on this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah, because that, that number is only going to – so here, here's the thing. If you do like my buddy's pick and you like Washington, just wait. Just wait because that number is going to go up because the public's going to come in and hammer, hammer. Here's what you're going to see 
over the next two weeks of the NFL season, you're going to see on game day, these favorite numbers get crazy fucking big. All the money's going to be coming in the favorites. Nobody's going to want to bet the dogs. Everybody's going to be coming in on the fucking favorites. So just, if you like it, just wait. It, it wouldn't shock me at all if this gets to four, four and a half, five. It's not going to get to a touchdown, but it'll get to that dead zone for sure. Yep. All right, moving on. Those Cincinnati Bengals, they are at home, and they're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Big, big playoff implications on the line for both teams in this game. Uh, just real quick to set that up. I know that if Kansas City wins, let's see, here we go. Kansas City wins and a Tennessee loss or tie or Kansas City tie or Tennessee loss, they get home field advantage. So they big implications for them on that. Cincinnati winning their end. And there's a couple win other scenarios, but if they win, they are in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that sorry. Just, they, that they, just, they 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 clinched the they clinched the sorry they clinched the division yeah, with a win. Right. Yeah. They clinched it with any win. So look, this is this is the perfect danger zone game of the week. So here, obviously, it's dangerous because, look, fucking Cincy, they're a good team. They're way better than we thought they were going to be, uh, and they could absolutely go and win the, win this game. There's there's no doubt about it. Burrow is just a fucking beast, and he has ice water in his – you know what? He's Iceman. That's, that's what they should call him. His new nickname should be fucking Iceman. Um, but they, they didn't – like, last week against J, uh, Baltimore, that was a JV team. Like, I mean, I know that – I know that they put up 500 yards, or he did, and they just boat raced that team. But let's be honest, it was the JV Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, and, and on top of that, look, next week, like you said, either one of these wins wins the division. But next week, the game is, is against Cleveland. So is this, a, is this a spot to where it's like, eh, you know, if we lose this game, all, all we got to do is beat Cleveland, and we're, we're kings of the north. Um, so... You know, like I said, it's dangerous because Burrow could absolutely go out and win this game. But on the KC side, they are they are playing for the number one seed, so I don't think there's going to be any letdown here. Uh, on defense, they're just they're becoming a defensive team. It's it's much like they did last year when they kind of turned it on with defense, and they're kind of doing the same thing. So everything points to KC here for me. The line is is smelly, it's fishy. So I, I you know I think it's. I think I think that's too many points to be laying to a home team like Cincy, who they know the public loves. Although KC is a public team too, so but because it's inflated, if it stays under six, I'm gonna lean to Kansas City. Um, if it gets if it gets up over that six mark and starts climbing because people people pound KC, you can talk me into it. But at the number at five and a half, I'm gonna lean KC. Yeah, that's fair enough at the dead number. Uh, I'm looking at... Where are our numbers on this? Where the fuck is this game at? Um, sorry. Yeah, so... Cincy, yeah, Cincy full agreement through all algorithms, including against the favorite algorithm. So, uh, 
I like Cincy here. A couple reasons. Kansas City's covered their last six games in a row, but they have only covered one game on the road all year versus a competent quarterback and an offense that was, and that was in overtime versus the Chargers. Cincy, on the other hand, has lost every game ATS at home to a competent quarterback, unless we're still counting Big Ben, which I'm not. So that's really a push there. Uh, no advantage either side. Since he has only covered at home versus Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Minnesota, the 28th, 21st, and 13th DVOA ranked defenses. In Minnesota, that was the first game of the year. It was an overtime. Kansas City 16th, and then and they're playing as good as they played all year. So I think advantage KC there. KC on the road is covered against Philly, 15th, Washington 27th, Vegas 24th, Chargers 26th, DVOA defenses, Cincy is 14th, so the edge there goes to Cincy, even though it's slight. The numbers say Cincy, this market's too high on Kansas City after covering six in a row. They're the public team. I mean, fuck, nobody likes the fucking Bengals. Uh, And as far as them thinking, oh, we can just win it next week, dude, this is a young team. Young teams don't think, like, you remember being young, right? I know it was a long time ago when we were young. When you're young, you want to be the fucking man. You don't want to fucking, oh, if we can just hedge here and maybe do that. No, that's that's old people talking. That's what we do. We just like, how can we survive one more day? No, they're young. They're invincible. Mm-hmm. They want to go fucking beat the man. They want to go beat Patrick Mahomes. They want to go beat the Chiefs. They want to put their dicks on the fucking table. And that there's going to be none of those thoughts. But I, I, I have no fear that that is the thought in that locker room at all. Uh, Duleen Cincy. I like since they actually win this game. They've been on a rise through our power rankings. They're up a full point over the last month. That's very hard to do. Kansas City has been on a meteoric rise, up three points in the last six weeks, which is even harder to do. But I think this is where the water finds its level, and Kansas City's humbled a little bit here, and Cincy wins because Kansas City, thinking about, you know, well, next week this or next week that, Kansas City hosts Denver next week, and if they need that game, they can just fucking go beat the shit out of that pumpkin pie freak Drew Locke at home, which they surely will if they need to fucking play. So I actually like Cincy to get the upset here. I don't hate that. Like, Cincy is ranked six PFF overall, and Kansas City's 12. So, but that's why it's just weird to me. Like, the, the line smells fishy. Is Kansas City that much of a public team to drive it up that much? I don't know. Yeah, they've got the most popular player in the NFL. I mean, Patrick Holmes is a fucking – he's the best quarterback in the NFL and he's a goddamn rock star. He's on every – he's the only dude other than Baker. Not, I mean, Baker's the only – the only thing Baker's ever going to beat him in life in is fucking commercials, and that's it. Well, Baker's wife is way fucking hotter than Pat's wife. I'll, I'll say that too. What? Oh. I, I, I've never seen Mahomes' wife, but – I, I think you Baker's haven't wife. seen that annoying bitch. Where are you been living under a rock? I don't. I'm not on Twitter, but I don't. I don't think Baker's wife is hot. I've seen her in commercials, and she's not. She looks weird to me. Oh man, do do better, Baker. Do better. Uh, he is in. Look, he is in every uh, Cheesecake Factory parking lot, trying his best, sir. Okay, he's trying his best. She- Whoever that bitch was, has for now. If, if we could have seen her face, it was probably better. Oh, man, I don't, I don't think. Ah, no. I can't, I can't go with you on that one. There's no not way. My, not my style. Not my style. 
I'm a, I'm a pa- I'm a pass on that I've Heisman Award winning number one overall draft pussy. I, that, that ain't mine. I've had, I've had lots of styles in my day, Bosevis. So I, <laughs> I mean, I have tried every flavor of the ice cream. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to those New England Patriots. Holy <laughs> shit, I haven't seen a spread like this since fucking Swami Boy was up there. They're 16 and a half point home favorites versus ah, my Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, time saver Bill Belichick at home versus rookie quarterback, and he's coming off two losses. What else needs to be said? I don't think Jacksonville scores a point. Give me the Jacksonville team total under. Give me New England to cover because uh, I think they score 20 points in cover. What do you got? We got one thing. This is a very obscure trend. It very rarely ever comes up, but when it does, it hits at 80%. If you double the spread, if it's within 10 points of the total in the game, the dog hits at 80%. Give me the Jaguars, 16.5 points, and uh, hope he gets to 17 I know we won't be betting it. I'll probably be betting in my own personal book. You can have it. And uh, you know what? I might just sprinkle the Jacksonville money line just fucking because. Why not? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go nuts. No, by the way, people, I have no reason to do any of this. So it, it's a very obscure trend. It very it very rarely comes up. But when it comes up, it's no, usually a winner. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Uh, Tennessee Titans at home. Woo. Big, big, big game here. Three and a half point home favorites versus those my hammer dolphins. Yeah, this is a good game, and uh, I'm on I'm on Tennessee here, and it's uh, it's great what Miami's been doing on this seven game winning streak. But I this is where it ends. This is where they crap out. This this is the end of the run on this seven game winning streak that they have uh, been on. They haven't faced what they're about to face in the trenches with Tennessee on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a whole new world to them. The teams they have faced, and and they haven't faced a quarterback like Tannehill also on this run, Uh, but just to go over the teams that they've played on this run, it is Houston, Baltimore, very disciplined Baltimore team, the Giants, the Jets twice, Carolina and the, and the New Orleans JV team with the, with the quarterback that shouldn't even be in the league. Um, this is just a huge mismatch in the trenches and at quarterback and an add on the weight of carrying a, a, a seven-game winning streak like that. This is, this is a lean all day long to Tennessee for me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you, saw, you saw Miami do something similar to this last year. Uh, the only difference was they had this weird thing where uh, Fitzpatrick came in as the closer. In the games, he was the fucking more. He was the Mariano Rivera of fucking South Beach. R.I.P. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he'd just come in and you know two would fuck around, and then Fitzpatrick would come in, and they went on this weird streak where they won these games. And but it's funny to me because you know we thought Miami was going to be good, um, and they turned out to be you know a better than average team, and I think that's fair enough. But Tennessee is a really good team as we both predicted them to win the division, and if they win, playoff scenario, they win the division. So we'll be yep. proven right there. Uh, all they have to do is tie to clinch a playoff, Bird. I don't <laughs> think Miami has anything. Miami has nothing to clinch, uh, win or lose. They're, they're, set, they're seventh right now, so win or lose, 
they're still going to have something to play for the next week, which, again, not saying they're, they're going to be max motivated. They're, it's equal max motivation both sides. But, um, man, Tennessee's just a better football team. Miami's getting a little bit of uh, too much value in this line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I could not agree with more. Go Titans and Tannehill. If you fuck us, you son of a bitch. Nah, they'll be all right. Uh, they'll get it. Yeah. On on our power rankings, though, this is a zero-point delta. Zero-point delta is the number is exactly right to what it is. However, like like you just said, Miami is getting a little bit already artificially inflated, even in the analytics, because they have played you know, seven of the worst quarterbacks in the entire fucking league. Um, Lamar is the best quarterback they played in that streak. And Lamar, obviously he's been hobbled and he has not been uh, nearly as good as he's been in the past. And other than that, no bullshit. When I went through that list, Cam Newton was the next best quarterback that they had played. And that's not, I'm not trying to make fun. That's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, but and speaking of the line, that should make you feel better if you like Tennessee and it's been at three and a half and it's stuck. You said it's still at three and a half, right? Yep. The fact that it's been three and a half and has not moved, and Miami's on a seven-game winning streak, so you know the public is going to be coming in on them. That should make you feel good about being on Tennessee because you know they're sticking with it. <laughs> they're yep. not budging even with all that you know public love coming in on Miami. Circa has moved down to three. Well, then oh. If you got access to that, you, any three you see, and you like obviously you like Tennessee, then you better jump all over because it gotta, won't last. You gotta go, you gotta gobble that up. You gotta yeah. gobble it up. All right, we're gonna move on, Longhorn, to your stupid ass L.A. <laughs> shitty charges, and uh, those fuckheads are six and a half point home favorites versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, get used to it because they're gonna be my Chargers again next year. I've, I've bailed on them this year for obvious reasons, and I, I I've waved the white, the white flag, but I will be back on them next year. So you just wait. Um, <laughs> you know, I when I wrote throw this handicap out because when I wrote it, I was under the assumption that Teddy Two Gloves was coming back. Apparently, the news is that he's not. So um, you know, without Teddy. I'm out on the pumpkin pie haircut of freak Drew Locke. That guy sucks. He'll be out of the league in about two or three years. Um, this is a sma- this it, this is just a fucking smash spot for Denver. Like if Teddy was in, I'd be hitting the sounder right now. Uh, it, it's just a smash spot against a defense that not only invites you to run but cannot fucking stop it. Uh, and you got the two-headed monster for Denver with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I mean, this God, what? What a fucking great game this is! This would be to take not only take the points, put them in the money line parlay, put them in the fucking round robins. But because the fucking dumbass Drew Lock is in there, then I just can't. If you get word on Sunday morning that Teddy's Teddy's active and playing, then be all over him. But without that, I got nothing. So. The Chargers are 32nd at rush DVOA defense. <laughs> you telling me that's not good? You tell me, but you, are you telling me that's teams? bad strategy? I mean, Isn't there like 117 teams in it? Oh, wait, that's college. How many teams are in the NFL? I believe there's 32. Oh, so then, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, they're dead-ass fucking last. Like, look, nobody loves analytics and numbers more than me. promise you that. But I also grew up in the time of God rest his soul, John Madden. Called hey. football games. Boom! 
And there's just you're never going to replace the efficiency of a good running game. Now, a great passing game will blows it out of the water, which is why football that and the rules is why football has shifted that direction. And I totally get it, and I totally support it. I've been on you for years, like, stop fucking talking about running. Like, it's all about passing, blah, 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 blah. But when you make it this easy to run, first of all, people rarely fumble the ball, which is really the only thing that can go wrong with a running pa- running play, except it just it's just not very efficient. But when you can run on a team for fucking six yards a clip, and you have very, very, very little variance of anything going wrong, that's the best fucking offense in all of fucking football, period. And it still will and forever be. It's just not how you know modern football works. But they're making it work. So at some point, you know, that and the fact that, you know, this fuckhead for the Chargers goes for every fourth down. And I just saw a chart that Ben Baldwin tweeted out today. And it's a good thing he does every once in a while, which dude's super sharp and, you know, he he uh, piles up all these analytics. And it's a chart that he charts out that it's a winning percentage lost by times that the numbers say you should go for it instead of kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's teams that are like Tampa Bay's dead ass last, and they're lost by a million miles. Like, they're they're in the Stone Age when it comes to this shit. But the Chargers go for it every fucking fourth down, and guess what? They're league average. They're right at league average. So the answer is obviously somewhere in the fucking middle of never going for it and fucking always going for it. Just like everything in life, there's a balance. So, if they can't, if he can't, you know, self scout and self correct himself and get his shit together, then I I do fear for you. And I I gave your boy Herbert shit, and I give you shit. But the bottom line is, the kid looks fucking great. He's dynamic. He's everything you want in a fucking quarterback. He's everything you want in a fucking leader. Um, but if if this he doesn't coach play is defensive gonna, tackle, what's that? <laughs> he doesn't play defensive tackle. Yeah, and at some point, you know, you're you're at the mercy of your coaching staff in the NFL. You yeah. really are because everybody's good in the NFL. Everybody's good in the NFL, and it comes down to who can really coach these guys up on Sundays or during the week, and they come up with a great game plan on Sunday. And this guy comes up with the same game plan every Sunday, and it either fucking works or it fucking doesn't. So I'm I mean, with do you. We wanna, do we want to lean to Denver here even with the fucking idiot quarterback? No, I, I can't fucking lean to that fucking piece of shit. That dude, I mean, he, I mean, talking about Ian Book, this kid ain't—he's not an NFL quarterback either. I mean, he's not Ian no, Book level no, no, bad. No. He's not—he's not in that category. But like, they should just be—they should just be able to hand it off thirty-eight times in this game, and control the clock, shorten the game, and still have a chance to win, and and certainly cover six and a half or whatever it's sitting at. Uh, but you're right; like, it's so scary with that dumbass because he is just—he's a accident that you've never seen before just waiting to happen every time he's got the ball in his hands. Every time. He's just one of those guys that's so scary. It, it, it was almost like betting on Jameis back in the day, like except he except he never had the talent that Jameis Without had. the 30 touchdowns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I meant the down, betting on the downside yeah. of Jameis with, with yeah. none of the ups, basically none of the upside and just basically all the downside. No, but, yeah, yeah, if Denver comes in there with a good game plan – and there's no reason why to think they won't. Their coach, I think, I've actually gained respect for Vic Vangio. I didn't think much of him coming in the year. He's shown me a little something this year, so I see why they kept him. I don't know if they'll keep him further, but 
You know, he's show, he has shown me a little something with this team. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, he he strikes me as just a Wade Phillips. Like, he's he's just good, yeah, great, that, def- that's great prob- defensive guy. That's probably fair, and that, that's probably better his better-suited role. He might not be a CEO, just a really good fucking, yeah. you know, CFO or something like that. That's probably fair. Man, if he gets to a touchdown, yeah, I'm – I'll, I'll probably be laying my money down. I'll get suckered in. I'll lay my money down on Denver. I'll, I'll just have to. Either way, uh, buddy, we're going to win in this game because one of these teams is going to go under their season total. So whoever the loser is, we win. If they tie, that let's is fantastic. Yeah, let's get a tie. For the first time ever, we call for a tie. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Moving on, those San Francisco 49ers hosting those Houston Texans. They're 12.5-point home favorites. Yeah, and I wrote, I wrote this handicap a, a couple of days ago at least, and back then the news was that Trey Lance was probably starting, so I really don't know what to do with this game. Throw out my handicap, um, you know. With Trey Lance, you're 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 betting blind, so I say it's a no touch for me, uh, and probably a lean to Houston with him in there. Honestly, uh, with the news that Garoppolo may go, obviously that flips it the other way. Um, so you know. Garoppolo in, San Francisco. Lance in, Houston. That's what I got. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, looking at the numbers real quick. Uh, they're at, it's so crazy. Even with this big-ass spread, they're still split. Like, it's still not Houston. Like, that's how bad fucking Houston. Like, how the <laughs> fuck did they win four games? And coming off of their, their game of the year, yeah, it's a good spot for San Fran. Game of the fucking year. And uh, San Fran, their playoff scenario, they need a win. And a New Orleans loss, or they need a win and a Minnesota loss, and they're in. So there you go. They're 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 right on the cusp, right on the cusp. And by the way, Jimmy G, get your bitch ass out there and play. I don't want to hear about your fucking Burrows out there throwing for five touchdowns with you know whatever they call hammer finger, whatever the fuck they call that shit. We're just get, making shit up now. Yeah, fuck it. Just get your get your ass. At, Pull your fingers out of a uh, little Miss uh, Tuffet's Muffet over there and fucking get your ass out there and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. The Seattle Seahawks are seven-point home favorites versus your Detroit Lions. Yeah, and I love the Lions here. Uh, it's you know, it's, don't be surprised if this is a very close game and Detroit has a chance to win. Two team, well, I would say two teams going two different directions, and they kind of are. But for you know, as far as the records go, not really. Um, but lots of turmoil going on in Seattle. Lots of rumors of Wilson and Wagner, you know, possibly being on different teams next year. Is the coach coming back? He's like he's like nine hundred years old, you know. And if Wilson goes, and Wa- and people like Wagner start going. Why would you bring back such an old-ass coach? He's not going to be interested in, in doing a, a completely start-over job at his age. So it's just it's just a fucking mess in Seattle. It's been a mess. They they bungled this whole thing when they you know gave away two first-round picks or whatever the hell they did for for a safety that's really a defensive end. It's just it's just been a fucking mess, and it's finally crashing. You know they gave they gave Russell the big contract, and we we've, we've talked about this for years and years on this podcast. You can give the quarterbacks the big contract, but you cannot make any mistakes around it. And they've made tons of mistakes around it, so the window's over. It's done. They know it's done. You know they're, they're chirping about getting out of town. So, and on the other side, what's the worst thing that you can have 
towards the end of the year when you're just trying to get to the offseason and possibly be on another team next year, the worst thing you can have is you got these fucking knee biters coming in town just fucking playing their asses off, you know, just just playing like it's their, their the game of their life. So yeah, I love Detroit in this in this spot. Um Seattle if 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 Detroit can come out and start well in the first quarter, first half, and it's a close game, forget about it. Seattle's going to pack it in. They're going to be like, "No. I want no part of all this fight that this team's doing. I'm trying to coast into the offseason, find a new spot for me to play next year." So, yeah, I'm all I'm all over Detroit here. One little stat, and I'll throw it to you. Seattle is 0-9 this year when trailing or tied in the fourth quarter. So, again, if it's close, late, Detroit's going to win this game. Yeah, I can't argue with anything you just said. The only thing that I've got is that the all of our algorithms, even the favorite algorithm, everything is slamming Seattle. Slamming Seattle. Really? And, yeah, well, oh. Detroit's been so bad. Like, Detroit... Not ATS or not? Well, that's fine, but their underlying stats are... I mean, how many times have they been double-digit dogs? I mean, how many times? have? I mean, that's good that they've been, you know, exceeding very, very, very minimal expectations, but they're a terrible, terrible, terrible football team. (laughs) And Seattle's not good, but even with that, yeah, seven points ain't enough uh, by the numbers, but... Hmm. Right. I'm not I'm not running to lay seven with Seattle with this team that quite frankly and to your point what you just said about the the trailing thing they you know Seattle was one of those teams that always showed that fight right they showed the Russell Wilson magic they showed you know the Pete Carroll fucking pizzazz and all that shit they've been living off of this year and it's just gone it's gone that crowd, you know, that massive crowd, that huge home field advantage they usually have. No crowd. That's not going to be there. They're eliminated from the playoffs. It's over for them. So, I, I'm not running to lay seven here for sure. Uh, but, yeah, the numbers are definitely on Seattle for sure. Let's go Detroit. Oh, God. Never never thought we'd hear those words on this podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Baltimore. And they're four and a half point, four and a half point, and moving up even further at some books. Home dogs to Baltimore or to the Rams. I'm assuming that means that Lamar is not playing, or at least leaning that way. Hmm. Well, okay. If it, if this number gets to a point, if it if it seems up to six plus, and Hunt, and I'm I'm assuming Hundley is playing. Is that is that what it's gonna be? Uh, I'm googling. I mean, okay. Uh, uh, while you're doing that, if if Lamar's in, I'm on LA. If Hundley's in and that number gets to six plus, I'll be on Baltimore. Eighty uh, percent of the tickets are coming in on LA, but seventy percent of the money is on Baltimore. So there's money coming in on Baltimore, uh, but I just don't like it um, specifically with Lamar out there. He's this just isn't his year. He's, he's hobbling around out there. They're not a good team anyways. They're dealing with injuries all over the fucking place, and they have been all year. So uh, it's it feels like a smash spot for the Rams here. I actually hope somehow that, that Lamar can get out there and this number stays as short as possible uh, for a shorter number for me to take L.A. But, yeah, I just it's, it feels like a really bad spot for Baltimore here. Yeah, so Tyler Huntley is uh, in line to start if um, 
looks like, yeah, if, if Jackson, so Jackson was at practice, he had a very noticeable limp, and uh, then he missed practice today, so in and then back out after his bad, bad limp, he was out there limping around with, so Huntley is going to be the play here. Look, man, there's no downgrade, there, you know, there's no downgrade at this point, no matter what you want to say, from Lamar to Huntley. There just isn't. I wonder uh, I wonder if that'll get up to six. You say it's a four and a half. It's already gone up almost a full point in the last few days. It's at it's at One. five at Circa right now. Oh, if that gets to six on game day, that, that might put me on them. Yeah, oh, if it gets to six, I'll be all over Baltimore. Like I said, there, there's no downgrade from Huntley to – or from Lamar to Huntley to me. Uh the only thing that scares me about it, and I've been saying it kind of, I think, I don't know if I've been saying it on the podcast, but I know I've been saying it to you and a couple of our buddies. Man, the Rams are really just fucking coming together uh, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they've been pretty good on offense, but on defense, if you watch their games, I don't know where they're at. Let me look on DVOA defense. They're up to six now, which doesn't surprise me because if you watch their games on defense, they're starting to look like that iteration of the Rams that, you know, took Jared Goff to the Super Bowl, even though after about eight or nine weeks that, you know, the offense was high-flying, that was the story. Goff really didn't play well for the last half of that season. And even in the playoffs, I think he had, what, one good playoff game? Other than that, he didn't play well. It was the defense that got him to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, in the Super Bowl, their offense was absolutely fucking dominated by the genius Bill Belichick, and that was that. So, But their defense was still really good. I mean, it's not like you know Tom went out there and blew them out because he surely didn't. But they're Tom starting to like remind me. Points. Do what? I think they scored like 13 points. Yeah. They're starting to remind me of that team. They really are the way they're coming together. And now you've got Matthew Stafford, which this is what I'm interested in, not particularly in this game, but going forward – I'm really interested to see now that we it's the great debate, right? The great, awesome quarterback coming out of college, shitty franchise, never had a chance. He would have been great if he here. He'd have been great if he was there. Maybe he would. Tim Couch, fucking, I mean, just the list on, I could list a fucking, probably 30 quarterbacks on top of my head, but this is going to be the experiment, right? The, the the number one pick finally got out of a fucking shit situation to a good coach, to a good team. I really, really, really am interested in seeing if Stafford pisses down his pants like he kind of did last week, or is he going to step up and actually fulfill all that fucking promise that he had coming out of the University of Georgia all those years ago. So that's what I'm most interested in seeing the Rams going forward. But I will say this. You're not going to want to play them motherfuckers in the playoffs. I do know that. Well, there are a couple things. They're number one PFF defense overall, so they're actually number one here. Uh, and they're, they're actually PFF is racist. We've already established that. So. <laughs> they're number one overall. They wear white uniforms PFF at home. Team. They wear white uniforms at home. Yeah. And as far as the Stafford thing, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to – like, to me, that's already been proven. They're 11-4 and four on their way to – probably 13 and four like it's already been proven that you put a good quarterback in a better situation that he's going to do better now will he will he lose first round in the playoffs this year in year one maybe but that doesn't prove like we got to see his five-year career in the rams you know like it's, it's not gonna it, to me it's not if they lose first round it's not like oh yep same stafford he sucks 
No, but well, dude, let's they're see not going to be this. this good for that long. Like they've went all in, so they're the opposite or the antithesis of fucking Seattle. They went okay. All so in. if they don't win the Super Bowl, he sucks. I didn't say it can't be that black. No, not, it can't no, be that black and white. That's not what I said. You said five years. They're not going to be this good in five years. They they're all in right now. This window is ve- no matter how good or bad he is. This window is very very short, which I don't disagree with them doing it. I I love the all in approach, but maybe you, if you're all in, you're all in. I mean, when you go all in poker, there's only a few cards you get dealt, and then after the fucking you know after those few cards are over, you're the one or you lost. Yeah, I mean, if they draft well and he and Stafford is good, and and this combination, coach, they don't have any fucking coach, draft picks. I think they're coming out of that, aren't they? Or, or now they still no. been trading them away. Yes, yeah, they, they have been. Well, look, I mean, so then, so they may, so then we won't know, like either because, like you know, if he loses in the first round or second round, if I mean, it depends on the on the manner if he if he goes out there and plays awesome, he throws for fucking. If he goes out there and loses a game like Brady did in the Super Bowl and throws for 500 fucking yards and four touchdowns, am I going to hold him accountable? No, of course I'm not. But if he goes out there and throws four picks and shits all over his fucking britches like he's known to do in big moments, then yeah, like, he's going to be the same well, fucking dude. Like Peyton did against New England a bunch of times until he finally won it? I mean, that's my that's my point. Is like, Oh, Peyton never threw four interceptions and shit in his britches. Oh, my God. Against New England in some of those games? No. Actually, he had a winning record career versus New England, if you want to know the truth. Mm, all right. And even in the I mean, playoffs, he had a winning record against New England. And that's when New England was holding the fuck out of receivers and just mugging people. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like that. I'm not saying he's manning. I'm just... I'm just I hate the one game or the one playoff run defines a career. I hate that shit. Well, I mean, he's had a career. This is trying to be the culmination of it. And again, it, it depends on the manner of which he plays. And if okay. he's so-so and they lose, then, yeah, that's really no referendum either way. I'm not saying the dude has to be fucking Peyton Manning or Joe Montana. I never thought he was that in the first place, you know, just because you get drafted number one overall. I mean, fuck, Baker was number one overall draft pick. James Winston's number one overall draft. How many fucking number one overall draft picks do we need to see? What's that? He does make just scratch your head fucking throws sometimes. Yes, he he just makes bonehead ass fucking throws. But we'll see. We'll see. Let's get to another quarterback that makes boneheaded throws. (laughs) I I do love this fucking. I love this team. I really do, man. They. I'm glad I had a. I'm glad I had a future bowl. Future uh, Super Bowl on them. a long time ago, I think I got them like plus eighteen hundred. So I think they're. I don't know what they. I don't know what they are right now. You're, you're usually better up on that than I am. Um, I could pull it up, but we're we're breaking records here on time. So breaking records, baby. All right, moving on. The Sunday night football game: the Green Bay Packers, seven point home favorite versus your Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, this one's a this one's a tough one. I, I could you know, you can convince me either way, but you got a primetime game. I think the high temperature in this game is like five, or four, or four or three or who the fuck knows. It's really gonna be it's cold as fuck. It's gonna be really cold. Um, but but there is some sort of matchup thing going on here with Minnesota versus Green Bay. Minnesota's won two of the last three. They they will 
likely run the fuck out of, they, like we talked about all year they shouldn't be running so much when the weather's good because they have such good weapons on the outside i know Thielen's hurt and he's out but you know the rest of the year they were relying on the run way too much and it, it was a detriment to them but here in this game cold ass weather and tough throwing conditions i could be talked into minnesota especially if it gets up to seven handing the ball off to cook all day and and going against that defense that of Green Bay that can be a little soft in the middle. Um, however, like I said, it's primetime game, cold ass weather. Um, uh, Jair Alexander, there's talk of him maybe coming back, the top cornerback for for Green Bay. So if he's back in, which I've heard mixed messages on that, uh, some, I've heard some people say that he's not going to play this game. I've heard some say that he will. If he is and he's healthy and he can get in there and and you know. He's one of the top-rated PFF cornerbacks in the league. So if he can get in there and do his best against um, the – oh, my gosh, help me out. The receiver for Minnesota, the good one. Oh, uh, Jefferson. Yeah, if he can lock down Jefferson and with Thielen out, then that's, that's going to be tough for them. You know, I like Green Bay on the teaser here a lot more than I do spread. Uh, I could be talked into Minnesota plus seven. I'll be on Green Bay down – uh, on the teaser leg um, and, and try to hit that middle if, if you're inclined to take both. What do you got? Yep, so big game uh, for both teams, obviously. Look at the playoff scenario. Green Bay um, win and Dallas loss or tie. They have the first round by, uh, or if they went out, they have the first round by. They, they know how to win this football game. Uh, Minnesota... Does not have a clinching scenario, obviously. They're on the outside looking in. But they're in the eighth spot, so just one game out. So, obviously, it's, it's winner go home for them. They know it, too. Um, so, it's not a clinching scenario, but it is a fucking definite uh, season-ending scenario. Yeah. In, unless somehow the football team can beat, fill up, whatever. Oh, look out. <laughs> but but they know, they know that they have to win this football game. It's, you know... I don't, say, I don't say it's the biggest game Cousins has had since he's been in Minnesota, but it's definitely one of the bigger ones. I mean, it's not like they've had overwhelming success there. Um, I just don't think it's their year. I think, you know, like, I think at this point they know that they've that they've pissed away so many games they should have won that at this point, yeah, you could, I mean, in zero-degree weather – like this is your this is your stand. Like now you're gonna make a stand with all these other games you've pissed away. I don't see it. Yeah, uh, but to your point, the numbers agree with you across the board on Minnesota uh, on this line. I think mm-hmm. the the biggest thing driving it is obviously, you know, the Packers are a big public team. They're gonna get that number, and one thing, and of course, primetime cousins, who has covered two games in a row in primetime, which brings his career record to eleven and seventeen. So it's coming back, it's coming back. If he gets six more. He's a 50, 50 quarterback in prime time. Uh, so he might cover this game. I don't see them winning this football game. There's just nothing in there's, there's nothing in either one of these quarterbacks history that tells me that Rogers loses in a prime time game to get the number one seed and Kirk cousins comes in and beats him because that's what he's going to have to do. Um, I agree. So, I agree, and by the way, the Rams are plus eight fifty now. Super Bowl plus eight fifty. So, so my bet looks all right. Yeah, good value there. Good value. 
All right, we're going to move on to the last game. The last game in many different respects. It's the Monday Night Football game. (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers are now a consensus three-and-a-half-point home dog to your Cleveland Browns. Yes, they are, and hit that sounder, homeboy. This is Big Ben's last game at Three River Stadium or whatever the hell they call that place these days. He is going to waddle his fat ass <laughs> off that field one last time as a winner. And anytime, any fucking time I get the chance to fade Baker in a spot like that, give me, give me, give me Pittsburgh defense. They're going, I can, you know what? I'm going to try to find a prop. Is there a prop for uh, a defensive touchdown? I wonder what the plus money oh, is on that. Give me, give me Pittsburgh defense to score a touchdown. Give me Pittsburgh to win this game. Give it all to me. Pittsburgh wins this game. What do you got? Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, looking at the numbers, the numbers. I'm pretty sure across the board agreement. Yep, across the board agreement. Uh, Big Ben, you know, pretty much said this is his last game at Three Rivers Hines, the big catch-up, whatever the fuck this thing is called. <laughs> Three Rivers of Heinz Ketchup yeah. uh, Stadium. and River of Ketchup. Three Rivers of Ketchup. We've referenced this before, but we're going to do it again because the last time we did it, uh, Pittsburgh won us money. And you don't get to reference it very much, obviously. So since 2010, so 11 years, Pittsburgh is the number one ATS team in the NFL as a home dog. They are now 14-3-2. and two. And covering by an average margin of over six points, nobody does it better when they're at home in a dog than Big Fat Ass Ben and Mike Tomlin in their era. It's them against the world. It's Ben's last game. The city loves him. You know, the people love him. Every fucking underage girl in the bathroom loves him. No. Uh, so. They have to. Uh, they have to. He doesn't give them a choice. So. They don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> You will love you will love me. You will love me. <laughs> oh my god. The fucking fat rapist one more time into the nights. Yes. He will fucking yes. uh carry us to a victory. I love this game. It's got to be one of our best bets of the week. Oh, um, there's no other way to play this game. The over/under is totally gross at 40 and a half. For some reason though, I've got a sneaky suspicion this goes over. Yeah, good. I don't I don't necessarily like the under. Defensive touchdown, I'm telling you. Yeah. Get that plus money on defensive touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, I love I love the Steelers here. Love that. Let's fucking <sighs> Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Uh playoff scenarios, just real quick to wrap this whole thing up. Um I don't think there is any. Pittsburgh's obviously not fucking doing it. Um Let's see if Cleveland has anything to clinch here. Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, Baker blows, so they need a whole lot of help. They're actually, oh shit, they're actually behind Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's 11th and Cleveland's 12th. Neither mathematically eliminated, but good God. All right, yep, let's go Pittsburgh. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby! 
All right, boys and girls, it is time you've all been waiting for, and you've been waiting patiently. It's time for the free, I said free, picks of the week, baby. Longhorn, hit him with that NFL free pick of the week. Yep, gave out a teaser last week, and it cashed. I believe it was, oh, my God, what was it? It was, it was a Buffalo and, holy fuck, I can't even remember. But anyways, it cashed. I can't remember. It's, it's, this hour and 30-minute podcast is really taxing my brain i have i have had you know what you know what helps with uh with the mind exhaustion it's it's free money so let's give out three yeah that's right i said three teaser legs in one free pick green bay is the second leg of all three of these so it's la charters down to basically just win the game and green bay indianapolis down to basically just win the game and green bay and New Orleans Saints basically down to just win the game and Green Bay. Three teasers in one free pick, and let's fucking go. I dated a chick in college with uh, three teaser legs. It was weird, so yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Sometimes you need all three holes to have a good time. <laughs> all right, uh, college free pick of the week. Oh, boys and girls, it is college football playoff starting tomorrow recording on thursday night i will have this podcast out uh tomorrow for you guys before kickoff so let's go with this let's go with the alabama alabama under their team total of 35 and a half uh the reason why that we're on this pick is pretty simple alabama is going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and run the ball because uh, Cincinnati's defensive line does not have a single person that has 300 pounds on their body, so not good. Mm-hmm. However, Cincinnati has the best, if you haven't been watching, the best, and you can go to PFF and all their racist grades, um, they have the best secondary in the entire college football landscape. They've got two of the top cornerbacks in the entire nation. In fact, one of them is, I think they're number one or number two in the entire nation, and they have the best safety in their ratings in the entire nation. He's not a hitting safety. He's a cover safety. Their other safety is very good run-playing safety, but he's not going to help them too much here. Alabama's going to run the ball uh, early and often. They're going to treat this just like they did the Notre Dame playoff game they play. They're just going to fucking run it up straight up their ass. They're not even going to attempt to you know, try to challenge the secondary because they're not going to have to. They're going to play at a decently slow pace. They're going to slow all this down. They're going to keep Ritter off the field. And uh, that's why I've got team total Alabama under 35 and a half. Side note to that, I did sprinkle some on the money line on Cincinnati just because we'll see what happens. But if if I'm wrong and Alabama does want to put their dick on the table and have Bryce Young start challenging these excellent, excellent players in the secondary you can see some fireworks there. Uh, Cincinnati could take the ball away, and they could put themselves in advantageous spots, but Nick Saban's been doing this way too fucking long to even let his freshman get in that situation. So Alabama's going to grind, 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 and grind, and they could probably win this game, you know, 31-10 to 10 and be just fine. Ahmad Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati, projected to go number 20 to Philadelphia as of right now. God so. damn those Eagles. First round draft pick cornerback. Yeah, he's he's way better than that. Um, he this these I'm promise you these kids can absolutely fucking cover. And Mechie's out for Alabama. 
which is a bigger loss than people are making it out to be because mm-hmm. Bryce Young is not Mac Jones. He does not really go down the field. He is more of the two and bold, find the open guy and hit them. And Mechie is that dude, and he's not playing. So it's going to hurt them on some third down conversions if they can, if Cincinnati can get behind the sticks. All right. All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory old seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning and, again, record-setting length of a podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all but more importantly go to our website and sign up for those premium picks so that we may become partners for life and bocephus as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your hard on money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again God damn it, people never pay a boogie again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby!